Hey folks, this is David Opposing the Matrix. How are you? We've got the show us interrupt this here on Telegram, but I think I'm on everywhere else. So let's see what's going on here. Uh, 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 uh. Start recording? No, that's not it. <laughs> oh well. He tried, but he couldn't do it. He tried, but he couldn't do it. He tried, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't get Telegram to work. So I don't... Okay, anyway, well... Hey, it's okay. We can live without Telegram, I'm sure, you know? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, anyway... I'm wasting too much time trying to get this thing going, and um, let's see, save, okay, nope, okay, oh, anyway, sorry if you're on Telegram, if you can hear me, <laughs> which I seriously doubt, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I tried, I just had to click the, uh, the streaming button a little later than I did, so. And who knows, maybe it'll come on somehow, some way, somewhere, um, when I least expect it. So, okay, folks, so uh, we're here live. And I want to take some time to do, let's see, we're on Kick, we're on Rumble, we're on, well, we're supposed to be on Telegram. And uh, we're on Twitch. <laughs> don't ask me about Twitch, okay? Just don't ask, Okay. <laughs> Hey, Freemare. Good to have you here. Thanks for joining us tonight. I got the chat room up and working, too, on Rumble. <laughs> I'm telling you, <clears throat> I tried to do five things, and four of them worked. I'm going to go with it. So, uh, folks, um, <laughs> the first thing I want to do, I want to do a little byline about Fox News and Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker's only problem <clears throat> was he got a little too close to the truth tried to tell people about the truth. And as you know, Rupert Murdoch, and he's got a first name, I think it's Earl Rupert Murdoch. Um, he's in there with the uh, with the left and with the uh, deep state and everything else, I'm sure of it. And of course, uh, he probably got his marching orders from a Rockefeller or a Soros or something. Couldn't be a Soros, he's dead. Um, uh, I don't know, one of those clowns way up at the top and and they told him to uh, get rid of Tucker, and that's what he did. So, um, all I got to say is it was a very foolish move on Fox News's part, because me, me, um, I wrote to Fox News tonight, and I told them to take a, or last night, I told them to take a hike. I'm not putting up with that garbage. I've always thought that there was something a little strange about Fox News. It wasn't quite what they claimed it to be. Fair and balanced. Fairly unbalanced, maybe. Yeah, but um, not fair and balanced. And uh, when they got rid of him, that just, uh, he was their only saving grace, <clears throat> when you think about it. You know, all those other shlemiels and shl sh uh, schmuckettes, or whatever you want to call them, um, they don't do anything for Fox News. They're just uh, eye candy, basically. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're there. And they, and they take up space and they take up time, which is something that's important 
when you're broadcasting, but that's about it. And what's his name? Gutberg or <laughs> Gutman or whatever his name is. Uh, I don't know. It's just a man with a big temper problem, I think. But um, anyway, oh, that didn't work either. <laughs> well, I tried. I'm going to try one more thing, folks. Let's see here if I can do this. I thought maybe if I um, messed around with it or, or whatever, I could get it to work. But uh, no, that ain't going to happen. So anyway, um, I can effectively get rid of that. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, the... Uh, Oh, anyway, uh, so Fox News made one uh, one big mistake yesterday, and um, Tucker, if you ever listen to this, I hope you get into something that pays you twice as much and lets you talk about twice as many things as those schmucks over at Fox News did, and they're, they're right on the same key length now, as, uh, on the same par as uh, CNN and, and all the MSNBCs and everything else are, in my estimation, so... Uh, by Fox, it's been different, it's been difficult, and it's been real, but it is no more. Okay. Folks, do you remember, um, maybe you don't, uh, but um, a while back I was, uh, I, I did a number of shows actually about uh, something that the uh, churches like um, Bethel Renning were doing, <laughs> and yeah, are you sitting down, folks, because this this is uh, stupid to the tenth degree, or the nth degree, maybe is even better way to put it. But um, among their other weirdness, which there is a lot in Bethel Redding and, and all of its um, subsidiaries and uh, tentacles and, and everything else that are attached to it, um, they did a thing called uh, mantle snatching, or they do it, I think, still. And um, they also call it grave sucking. <laughs> uh, and, and what they do <clears throat> is they go around in a, uh, in a group, and, you know, not, not any specific groups or anything like that, but just a bunch of believers, or I don't call them believers because I don't know if they are or not, but uh, just a bunch of people that go around and think that they can lay on the graves of uh, some, let's just say Charles Spurgeon, okay, or, or who just died recently. Charles Stanley. Although Charles Stanley, I don't know if he moved in the spirit that much. But anyway, um, and what they do is they lay on the graves of these people thinking that they can suck up the unused Holy Spirit that those people didn't use while they were alive on earth. Thinking that the Holy Spirit somehow stays inside of these people or something. <laughs> Scripture, text, and verse, it is not there. Okay. So, uh, and then they supposedly walk away uh, having acquired more knowledge, more wisdom, more, more Holy Spirit. And I, thought that, I thought that Yahweh gave the Holy Spirit away to people. You know, not that it could be sucked up from a, a dead person. Um, anyway, so that, that kind of brought this to mind when I, I'm going to introduce this story to you, this, uh, this thing that's going on. And... Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about things that are going on with um, the COVID-19 shot, um, a mini call to jab. Um, it's not a vaccination. I refer to call it that. I refuse to call it that any, anymore um, because <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> it didn't vaccinate anybody against anything. Vaccination meant that you 
once you got the shot, your body built up an immunity. Well, with this thing, it just kills your immunity. So that's not really a vaccination. It's an assassination, but it's not a vaccination. That's a good idea. Start calling it the COVID-19 assassination. Um, I think I will. <clears throat> Sorry about the raspy voice, folks. I don't know what's causing it. Spring is here uh, officially this week. Um, not not by the date, but by the way the temperature is and stuff. And and there's probably some pollen and stuff out there that's affecting me in a negative way. So um, if I start sounding like Rod Stewart, you know, just uh, don't mind me, okay? But if I start singing Maggie May, then maybe you want, might want to you know, write me in the chat room and tell me that that's not a good thing to do. Okay. Yeah, uh, Freemare says that she's heard a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it gets crazier too. Some of the stuff they believe in. Um, I remember one time they um, uh, a witch, a practicing witch, went in the front door of uh, Bethel Reading, and uh, they had these people that walk up to you. Not everybody, but they walk up to people and say, "Oh, I've got a word for you." And they walked up to this witch and said that she's a prophet. And that she's going to affect the kingdom of God for so many people. And and that uh, she's, she's going to start speaking in tongues and everything else. And the witch even got on there. You know, she wrote a, an article about this and said, this is crazy. This is stupid. There's, there's no way I'm going to start doing that. And if I do speak in another tongue, it's a satanic tongue, <laughs> you know. And um, I don't think she actually said satanic, but it's another tongue. And it's not from the Holy Spirit. Probably the Kundalini spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, they do stuff like that. And their worship team is uh, beyond bizarre. And and um, the pastor's wife is psychotic, uh, for lack of better words. And um, in my estimation, that's my opinion. Okay. And I'm allowed to have my opinion. So there. Um, anyway... Um, so, yeah, this grave-sucking thing. Well, um, so something has, has started to happen recently um, amongst the some of the people that have gotten the jabs. Um, some people have noticed, even the, even the live people that got the jabs that are walking around seem to emit a um, blue, um, Bluetooth signal, of all things, okay? And there's other people that are walking around graveyards. And as a matter of fact, I got, this, I got the software, and I'm going to go test this out. My wife and I, you know, we like to look at the headstones and everything anyway from time to time just to, you know, see if it has any Christian scriptures on it or something like that. Anyway, um, but we're, we're going to go to a, um, a, a site where they have fresh graves and I'm going to check it out because I am, I got to know if this works or not. But according to what we're going to watch tonight, it does. But um, so, you know, when they were injected with the, uh, the jab, um, You've heard of uh, people that have the jab have something called self-assembling circuitry in them. And what I thought was kind of interesting is that um, these people would uh, would hang around these graves with their with their you know, their 5G phones with the Bluetooth turned on, of course. And um, all of a sudden, this thing would pop up, and they were saying, they said, and I caught this afterwards. They they would say, "Oh yes, another one just turned on." <laughs> And I'm like, of course, because if it's a 5G phone, it's going to activate it because this whole thing and 5G go hand in hand. And so it's going to activate it. It's going to turn these people on. 
uh, in a manner of speaking. Um, but <laughs> it's it's crazy. And I was thinking to myself, well, why would <clears throat> why would um, the powers that be, you know, the the deep state, be interested in having people that are in their graves? And so maybe this is just a byproduct of what they're doing anyway. But why would they be interested in having people in their graves that would have a Bluetooth signal that would turn on with 5G? Well, let's just say that, um, you know, someday in the future, they start coming after us, those of us that didn't get the shot. And I decide, well, you know what? I'm just going to fake my death. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get somebody. I'll, I'll, I'll hire a backhoe to come in at night, dig the grave, put a headstone there, the whole nine yards. And as far as the deep state is concerned, I no longer exist. But what if what if somebody um, somebody had gotten a jab and they wanted to do the same thing? Okay. So the deep state goes up and looks. Okay. Well, so it says here that so and so died. Um, you pick the date, February third, twenty twenty three. Okay, and and it's on the tomb or the uh, the grave headstone and everything else. And they turn on their paper, their um, machines, and uh, no signal comes on. All right. Well, hey, this guy shows he was he was jabbed twice and he got a booster, so this guy definitely should have something on him. So they inter the body or disinter the body. Excuse me. And, um, and find out that there's either somebody in there that shouldn't be in there or there's nobody in there. And then, oh, well, they tried to pull a fast, was up, fast one on us and he's gone. Okay, now it wouldn't work with me because I don't have it to begin with. And they could turn on a thousand cell phones all around my grave when I die. And it's, it's not going to register anything. But um, anyway, uh, it's... It's just another way to keep tabs on people. Remember how they always said stay six feet apart from one another? Um, well, they found that if people congregated closer than six feet, they weren't individual signals anymore. Okay? They all kind of coalesced into one signal, and it was very confusing to people that were trying to read these things. So that was the whole deal about being six feet apart. Okay, it wasn't to keep the guy in front of you or the woman in back of you from getting sick because you had COVID. It was so that they could pick you out from everybody else, and you have a specific number. And if you if you know what they did when they when they did this, they they wrote down the lot that you got. Okay, the lot number for the pres- the the uh, I will say vaccine, the lot number for the jab that you got. And I am sure that that lot number um, <clears throat> interfaced somehow with um, with a Bluetooth number, let's say. And um, and so they could tell, well, let's just say I had the shot, okay? And they could tell that, you know, oh, he's going to emit a certain Bluetooth number, and that's going to be him. <laughs> and, <clears throat> you know, it's not the mark of the beast, but it is a precursor to it. And... Um, so, you know, they would be able to say, oh, you know, he's here, he's there. Um, well, wait a minute, see that number there? Well, we registered him as being in Los Angeles yesterday. So he's in Los Angeles. And then, oh, but wait a minute, um, it shows that he's in St. Louis today. You know, it's, it's a very insidious way of keeping track of people. It really is. And um, so what I want to do, folks, is I've got a couple of videos. One of them is... Um, well, first of all, let me tell you, I was very disappointed. I found um, a very credible couple of guys that were doing this, but um, 
They happened to be in a Jewish cemetery, and the guy made uh, several remarks that I didn't like. He um, basically said they were talking about, um, you know, walking on graves. Well, don't walk on human graves. And then they was, oh, this guy's a heap. You know, we can walk out of it a lot. They're not human. And I'm like, oh, you know, I would have put my fist right down his throat if I was there. I, I think. I don't know. I'm Either I'd lay hands on him and pray for him. Either way, he's getting hands laid on him. But um, anyway, um, and then another one was, oh, yeah, the kike is six feet down under. You know, that's it shows three meters. And I'm like, no, I'm not even going to come close to presenting that on this radio show. And it's funny because um, the guys, one of the guys, he was the Reich doctor. Reich, like the third Reich, German. So, you know, it's that, that there's a condemn, condemnation right there, a condemning uh, title that he has. Talk about pronouns. So, um, hold on a second, folks. I got somebody else in here. Um, let's see who we got here. Uh, Alaska 4, how you doing? Every one of those things failed when I checked it. The magnets, the Bluetooth, feels like a PSYOP. Okay, well, that's good to know. Thank you. I'm still going to go out and check it myself anyway, but thank you. It, it, uh, maybe it's um, you'll keep me from making a fool out of myself, Alaska. I really appreciate that. Um, and when I come back, and I'll let you guys know if he's right, then I'll then, hey, Alaska was right. This is a PSYOP. So... But anyway, I want to um, play this one video. Um, these two guys that look like they're pretty nice people, and uh, uh, they're ta they're talking about. It. And this is the second one that um, it's a Spanish speaking um, uh, video, and so um, it's going to go one of two ways with that uh, because I have a listening audience too. In, in addition to this video audience, I'm going to try to read the subtitles. <laughs> they go pretty quick. If I fail to do that, I apologize to the people that listen only, but it's another reason why you should just come in and listen and watch the show um, every Tuesday and Thursday nights. By the way, Ralph's going to be coming on pretty soon. Um, uh, with uh, We're going to be showing one of his videos um, during the show when he's on, and he'll be talking about it afterwards and maybe even during it. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to get that out before I forgot. So... Um, yeah, okay, thank you. Elastic is, is good. Go check it for yourself. Um, uh, let's see. I'm just going to be reading people's messages all day here. Uh, that's okay. That's what the chat room's for. Uh, they are chipping us with nanotech, says Moon Rocks 308. Um, it comes from the planes. If you don't get the shot, it will also, it's also why. Um, the Colts are so big. Oh, clots. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he fixed that. It's also why the clots are so big. Yeah, and now they're talking about, we did a show last week, or I did, about they're putting it in food now. They're injecting cattle and pigs and everything else with this stuff. And, and um, they said that the pork is the worst one, though, because they've been doing it for a long time now. And... and um, so if you need a reason to quit eating pork, aside from Leviticus, uh, then, then this is it. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so what I'm going to do is show you these two videos. And then we're going to jump over to the subject of cancer. And, um, and what they're claiming now is they're calling it turbo cancer, 
which is a very good name when you consider what happened. We'll talk about that more before we start the videos on it, okay? But, um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this first video and watch it and maybe discuss a little bit about it. And uh, maybe uh, you or I will pick something else out of it that I didn't see the first time. So uh, here we go. Joe, tell us what's, what have you found? Um, well, uh, basically, I've noticed uh, all of these random uh, Bluetooth signals popping up around my house, uh, around the place that I work, um, and because I'm always I'm very sensitive to radiation, uh, I have some of the best technology in the world um, in scanners um, to look at. Uh, oh, this one's a pretty awesome one from Germany. Uh, it's called Gigahertz Solutions, and um, I think you've had some other videos when you're out in Palm Springs. So there was a lady there doing the microwave, and we you can right, in sure. all these different bandwidths, sure. um, but then I um, I realized after uh, um, looking at my phone that you can unlock the developer mode. Um, so if you have a iPhone, you can download Bluetooth BLE scanner, um, or if you have an, uh, a Samsung, you can go in and unlock developer mode. You can Google how to do that, um, and then that allows you to show all of the hidden Bluetooth networks that are emitting value. Why would someone want to do that? Um, well, that I don't know. Um, uh, I've seen some interesting videos people have shared with me on airplanes, and now there's all of these signals that are even showing up on airplanes. So I'm wondering what's happening here. So um, one of my friends uh, was mentioning uh, that the graveyard might be a really good place to check. Uh, so I've unlocked my phone here. Um, and of course, unfortunately, there's some people uh, around in this area. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to quite see. Uh, class 2 Bluetooth, they admit about 33 feet. Class 1, they go up to 100 meters. So it's a, quite, a, quite a big range there. Um, and so uh, as I pull up my phone right now, I'm scanning. We're in a pretty dead spot here in the graveyard. Um, and it looks like there's only one frequency that's close to us um, that we can see right here. And this is unknown. Um, so if we see here um, on there, it's unknown. So that means there, all it is is just has a, uh, a number, which I don't understand because I don't believe that you can actually transmit without having a label or frequency, especially if you're flying in an airplane. You have this unknown transmission. Um, so you would think that that would be definitely a red flag of possibly terrorist acts or something going on. So. Sure. Um, I don't know what's emitting the Bluetooth, but um, uh, this is a, a graveyard that I, I've, I've frequently visited. Uh, they actually have some big events here where we've come and supported the veterans, been here for Labor Day, um, uh, and it's a really beautiful are you venue. Thinking, are you thinking, jumping ahead of you, are you thinking some of these graves will be emitting frequencies? Well, fresh graves. Yeah, so that's why I brought all my equipment out here um, and to see if, if this is uh, if this is real or not. Um, and so as I go over some of the graves, uh, I'm picking up the uh, class two low frequency Bluetooth, which has about a 33 foot um, radius on it. And so when I get within about 10 feet of the graves, um, then it says signal found. Um, and so um, we're in uh, basically this is a heavily populated area. Uh, so I. 
don't know. Um, I don't know if my findings, uh, anything was scientific, you need to be able to repeat it over and over again, scientific, scientific method. Um, and so I guess the reason for this video is I'm asking for help. I'm asking for people to go around um, and to download uh, either, if you have an iPhone, um, the Bluetooth BLE scanner um, and look for unknown networks. So networks that, um, that are completely anonymous. So if you're Samsung, find out how to unlock it. Correct. But if you've been wondering what you can do for your nation, for truth, for the world, follow along mm -hmm. and upload it to all your platforms. Show it to every time you sit down to eat, show it to the waitress, to the table on the right and left of you. We have to send proof out. Mm -hmm. We'll beat Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's what you're about to see. Yep. It needs to be replicated by good people all over the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The the truth will set us free. And yeah. um, Jesus says we suffer from lack of understanding, which yes. we talked before in previous videos. Yes. Um, but I do know that uh, the Bluetooth, um, that is a form of radiation. And so uh, when we are in radioactive environments, especially 24-7 um, that we're sleeping in it, that's going to produce free radicals and that's going to age us and cause all types of pain um, and toxins in the body. And then we'll be very susceptible for disease, um, especially like if they can transmit garbage to our television, what do you think can be transmitted um, to the area around you? Um, and so I hope that they're transmitting praise music and I love Jesus and scriptures, but I don't think that's what's happening right now. Um, not so, the ones that inject in your bloodstream without your consent. Yeah. Jesus doesn't do that. So I want to go over to this other area. So as we showed just right here, there's some people behind us, but if we walk further away, um, we're going to see Yeah, there's a, couple, uh, there's a couple cars behind us, so we were picking up one frequency. I know I had you turn off your Bluetooth, um, but up, up here, I know there's definitely some fresh, uh, some fresh graves. I don't know how much memory I have at this time. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll cut to, uh, but I want to keep it live and not end up splicing it in. Oh, sure. So we're yeah. five minutes right now. Okay, great. Well, I so, know there's a, a couple of fresh, uh, fresh graves around here right now. Um, again, with the graves, you need to be within about uh, 10 feet uh, if so you want to pick up a... What he's saying is he believes Vax people are transmitting even after they, they pass. So what is being put in the bloodstream is not just a vaccination against disease. It is something that's very dark, very sinister. Hence, none of the old graves uh, transmitting and fresh graves and that's people walking around transmitting. So right here I just picked up two. Um, so you can actually see on the lower part of the skin. Um, the sun is so bright. Hang oh on. yeah, here, let's do it this angle. So I'll turn it on this way. Uh, so you can see there's two unknown devices that just popped up when I'm by these new graves. Sure. Um, and so these new unknown... And there's uh, no one... Well, it's cost too, so we gotta we have to be at least thirty three feet away from us. Oh, there's nobody within hundred and fifty yards. Mm -hmm. So so we're getting two multiple Maybe signals that, yards. that we didn't have just when we were flashed at the car, which the car sure. is about a football field away. Um, but yet here we are around some fresh graves, um, and we have two brand new uh, unknown uh, transmissions that are happening from here. Um, so we're gonna keep walking see if they see if they change. Uh, well, I've already walked this area. They do change. Uh, so as we walk through, I think over here I picked up four. 
um, so we can go over and see if we can pick up four over in this area. Um, yeah, this is a really popular grave area. Um, thank goodness for, for Catholics, and they don't, uh, most of the time, they, uh, the Catholics and Jews, they don't do cremation, so they actually go into a, a coffin. Right. Cremation has become kind of more popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially out here. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, I don't know how to quantify this. Um, I don't know what it is, uh, if it's necessarily something else that is happening in the world or what it is, but there is an unknown, um, there's an unknown source of Bluetooth signals that are coming um, that they're unidentifiable and they're, they're very low frequency Bluetooth. Uh, so where is the frequency coming from? Um, like, they seem to be coming from people and dead people. People on top, people below. Mm -hmm. So there's something, some there's questions to be asked. So I guess what I would call out to America is uh, uh, find, especially it would be amazing to have people that are kind of out in the country, um, that it, we know that we've seen a huge uptake in deaths this past year, especially in crazy in Australia. Um, but nobody in America um, seems to be doing this research. And so go to your graveyards, get your Bluetooth on. There should be no signals at all there, right? Especially unknown signals. Um, and then walk around and see if you start to pick up frequencies and Bluetooth and then start asking questions. We got to find somebody that has an answer to what these unknown networks are um, because I've never seen them before. Um, and I've worked, uh, um, you know, I've worked like 15 years in, in you know, telecommunications and understanding um, uh, and, and understanding Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and fiber optics, and uh, I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, and every network that's created should have a name to it. So the fact that there's no labels and there's no names means something's fishy, right? If somebody has to hide something, then why are they hiding it? Um, so why do we have all these hidden unknown networks? And I need to know why, and I need help. So, uh, so if there's people across the country, um, go to your local graveyard. If you have an iPhone, download the Bluetooth BLE scanner app. If you have a Samsung, um, then there is a Discover app by a man named Zoltan, Z-O-L-T-A-N, um, or you can go in and look up how to unlock in developer mode, and you can put your phone in developer mode, and that will show all of the hidden networks. And then that will allow us um, to get more and more data. Because right now, I don't know if this is just a random thing that's happening, and um, and I don't know who's doing it or what, why it's happening, um, but I do know that Bluetooth is bad for you. Um, I know that being around any type of Wi-Fi network, um, being around radiation is not good. Like, would me and James want to go party in Chernobyl for a couple months? Obviously, that would not be healthy for you, right? Fukushima, not healthy for you. So we don't want to be around unnatural radiations, and Bluetooth does have effect on the physiology of the body. So, um, so I pray, uh, Father God, let, let this video be protected. I pray for my brother James, and a lot of people have said terrible things about him. I've seen him do nothing but roll up his sleeves and help elderly people, help homeless people, and he's done a lot of really beautiful things in the world, and he's never asked me for anything, except for to just uh, do videos and help people that are suffering. Um, so he's a very good man, um, and we're all broken. If we're alive, we're having a human experience, but through Jesus, Amen. we are healed. Um, and so I pray over my brother, um, and I've seen him really help people
people that other people wouldn't help. I've seen homeless people sitting there and him going up and just talking to them and giving them encouragement. Um, and so that's what Jesus did. And so I pray, uh, I pray over him and I pray over whoever wants to go out there and start looking at Bluetooth yes, uh, networks. And again, you will not see it on your phone yes. um, unless you unlock it or you get an app that allows you to do it. This is unknown. It is shielded. These are invisible Bluetooth when you've networks done it, that you push have it out. to make invisible. Um, so uh, I think there's a website called bluetoothfreedom.com or .net. I'll look it up. I'll give James the link so he can post it. Um, and then, yeah, please, America, uh, please go in and start checking graveyards. We've got a lot, we, we have a lot of freedom and truth-loving people from around the world following this channel. So good. if you're in Switzerland, Germany, Mexico, Chile, Uganda, Paraguay, Mozambique, y'all all do the same thing. We have to let the people around us know that something dark and sinister is among us. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So help us find what this truth is, because that our alarms and red flags going off, but we don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Yeah, yeah, help us do research. Well, that's pretty interesting, huh? Um, I'll be interested to get out there and, and, and check and see if it's a valid thing or not. But um, the, the next video I'm going to show, like I said, it's it's in Espanol. And um, I want you to, when, you, when we watch this, I want you to look at some uh, parts of this video because we'll actually watch the whole thing. But there's some parts where he's walking through an area and there must be hundreds of new graves there. Now, I understand it's Mexico, probably Mexico City, and that there's tons and tons of people there. I think it's one of the biggest cities in the world. And, um, and yes, the biggest city in the world is going to have a lot of people dying in it, but they're all fresh graves. And, um, I'm, and I'm wondering if they're all uh, uh, people that got the shot. You know, I, I really am. And, um, and if that's the case, then... Uh, I've, I've heard that upwards of a billion people have died now from this, okay, uh, from the shot. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about around the world, of course, uh, but, um, and I've heard that uh, up, upwards of uh, three and a half to three and three quarter million people have taken the shots. So, um, and if that's true, then it's basically taken out a third of the people that. <laughs> That have, that have gotten them and um, that's a sad thing it really is and yeah, but it takes out the other two thirds hey, hey brother Luigi how you doing man and um, it's uh, it's a sad thing to, to watch it really is and um, I don't know it's, it's not going to be long until it affects each and every one of us in one way or another uh, by having loved ones and friends pass away so I don't even want to think about that right now. It's it's too morbid a thought. So let's watch this one from. And if you understand Spanish, God bless you. I understand about every third word, um, so I can pick up a little bit of it. But um, I will try to keep up with the uh, with the subtitles. And if I say I give up, then that means that I couldn't keep up with them. So, and it's a fairly long. Uh, I don't know, long enough. To reading to our reading subtitles is going to be a little laborious, but well, you know that's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> and let's start this thing. Okay, here we go. 
La segunda etapa de la investigación se llevó a cabo en un cementerio. En un horario en donde no había ninguna fuente externa de otras personas. Escucharon ustedes que yo me metí en un cementerio como de unos 5.000 cuadrados y caminé durante una hora entre las tumbas. Igual con esa computadora y con esa antena de Bluetooth. Primero a mí me iban diciendo el lugar donde estaban los que habían fallecido en 2020. Ahora yo las voy a encontrar. Y donde encendía un código de Bluetooth, ahí yo me detenía. Y alrededor de nosotros siempre encontramos a alguien que había fallecido en 2021. Bien, pues aquí estoy los desde el cementerio en alguna parte de la República para que vean que no hay ningún aparte de nosotros que no estamos vacunados y aquí estamos recogiendo de personas por lo pronto en este cementerio cuatro códigos Bluetooth que hemos detectado obviamente desconocemos dónde están las personas que fallecieron en el 2021-2022 y nos estamos guiando por las lecturas de Bluetooth Estoy alrededor de tumbas de personas que fallecieron antes del 2021 y no se enciende ningún código Bluetooth. Estoy junto a una tumba de una persona que falleció en el 2000, octubre del 2021, octubre de 2021, y justo aquí en la se encendió un décimo dispositivo. Dice 10 dispositivos. Repito, estamos en un cementerio aquí alrededor, no hay nadie vivo a la redonda. Aquí, nuevamente, otro dispositivo Bluetooth más de una persona que falleció el 22 de noviembre del 2021, pero eh, es muy, muy notorio que este, junto a esta tumba, cuando yo me situé junto a esta tumba, se encendió otro código de otra persona que había fallecido en 2021. O sea, eh, aquí están, digamos, ya están 11 dispositivos aquí registrados y ahí están los códigos Mac. Cuando vamos caminando por las tumbas, nos sirve para saber Invariablemente hemos encontrado tumbas de personas que fallecieron en el 2021 y 2022. Cementerio es pequeño, es de pueblo, de mi pueblo. Venga, hasta ahora, un saludito a todos. They're showing like a phone thing and it, it's got all the different Bluetooth signals right from the center where they're standing. Some of them are in crypts. Bluetooth addresses are still visible of the deceased. Mhm. Ah ja, seht ihr Leute, jetzt ist die Adresse gekommen. Ja? Wo kommt die her? Wo kommt die Adresse her? Das ist die... Naja, ist egal, wer es ist, ja? Aber nicht von uns. Nicht von irgendeinem Bluetooth-Gerät. Hier drumherum. Ich glaube nicht, dass da eins ist. Es kann nur von dieser verstorbenen Frau sein. Die ist am 7. März verstorben. Und schickt dann auf eine MAC-Adresse. Ja? Da kann man sich jetzt einen Raum drauf machen. Also wenn wir gesehen, da vorne, wo wir gewesen sind, da war es nicht da, war gar nichts da. Und wenn wir in das Grab hier kommen, da kommt diese MAC-Adresse. Well, so it penetrates through the ground to the deceased, beyond the grave, the mark of the beast, the Bluetoothing. Incredible. Ich hab den Link, den mache ich euch auch nochmal drauf. Genau, seht vorne mal drumherum. Niemand da, wir sind ja ganz allein. Ist auch ein bisschen dauerlich. Once tagged. 
always tagged. Okay. That wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. But you can see that, that one fellow toward the end was in Germany. And the, uh, the one at the beginning was in Mexico. Did you notice all the fresh graves that were sitting there? That's <clears throat> amazing. That's not something you see very often. Um, you might see it in wartime. You might see it um, after a real pandemic um, or something like that, but not um, not in a time of peace and not in a time of a pandemic or a scandemic. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was, um, so you saw, you saw what, the, what his phone was registering and, um, which makes me want to get out there and try it. So, and I will, and I'll, <clears throat> I'll even take a video of it if I find it's being fruitful. So, um, I'll have to have a second phone with me, I guess. Okay, anyway. So, folks, that pretty well wraps that up. All, all we can determine that is that there's Bluetooth uh, signals coming from dead people. And I have no doubt that they're coming from people that are alive. Um, it's that self-assembling circuitry that um, that's pretty interesting. And it's um, many times it assembles itself uh, when Bluetooth is on. I mean, um, 5G is around. Did you notice that several times, both in the Spanish one and the one before, it said that this one just turned on, or this one just turned on? You know, it's so it's, it was the 5G that in the phones that was activating it. So, again, if they wanted to check to see if a bona fide person's in the grave, all they have to do is go with a, something that generates 5G and can read Bluetooth signals. Okay. Um, there's your verification that if, uh, that you you killed this person. You know? So anyway, I want to um, hop, skip, and jump because we've been on the, on the air 41 minutes already, and uh, man, this this show is just flying by. Um, so we're going to start with uh, uh, talking about cancer and, and other diseases, um, but mostly cancer. Um, being a cancer survivor myself, I had. Um, I had colon cancer a few years ago, back in 2017. Been clean so far. Um, they had to remove a third of my colon, but hey, um, I would have given it all up to get rid of the cancer. But anyway, uh, and, and I don't believe in um, chemotherapy and things like that. So I, <laughs> you know, did it. Anyway, I don't want to go any further with that. But it, having been a survivor, um, and, and knowing what it can do to your body, I, um, the fact that this, um, this shot can cause it to, to go into overdrive or, or, uh, <clears throat> or reactivate or bring, some, what is it, um, bring somebody out of remission. Or, and they said, um, and you'll see in here, you'll hear it, that it causes um, people just to explode basically um, with um, stage four cancer. You know, you have stage one, it's it's the beginning of it. Stage two is kind of intermediary. Stage three, it's really starting to get serious. Mine was a 3C. And stage four is, is where it's metastasized and gone to other organs or tissues. Um, <clears throat> thank God for miracles, man, I'm telling you. But um, <clears throat> sorry, folks, my voice is doing weird stuff. But um, anyway, I want to, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, if, He's basically a hero of mine. I really like the guy. He's got guts, but I'm afraid it's going to get him killed. Um, 
but he um, was at a conference talking, and he was talking about something called, and let's see here if I can get this, Event 201. And just to give you kind of an example, he's going to do this anyway, but Event 201 happened, I think, in September of Oct- or October of, uh, of 1999, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it was a mock, um, mock pandemic. And what they did is they, uh, they got people from all different walks of life, uh, you know, all you know, nurses, doctors, uh, people that are involved in uh, public safety. Um, yeah, you name it. Okay. And got them all together to see what would happen if, uh, if an actual pandemic uh, started up and, uh, and took off around the world. And um, which is kind of weird because a few months later it did, or they tell us it did anyway. But um, so anyway, he's going to talk about that. It's like it's not a coincidence. They they were planning this and been planning it for a long time. And um, <clears throat> but when you you won't see a bunch of stuff here about people that are involved in it, but uh, the people tend to take on a. Um, sort of lighthearted, uh, this is a fun thing to do mentality when they're, when they were involved in this and that's kind of sick, but, um, anyway, it happened. And, um, so just to give you an idea what, of what event 201 was, and I think it was in New York city is where it occurred. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And then we're going to play a short one, um, called turbo cancer. And he's going to explain what that means. And then we're going to go with uh, Dr. Ryan Coleman. And uh, he's going to talk more about how this how this uh, shot basically uh, causes more diseases. Well, it doesn't stop anything, but it causes a lot of diseases or a lot of things to kick off because it basically kills your immune system. So let's, let's watch uh, RFK Jr. And, uh, you know, I say I admire the man, I really do. And he's, I, I hear now that he's running for president on a Democratic ticket, whether he'll make it any length of time or any 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 length down the road, I should say, in the process, I don't know. Um, he's going to be going against Joe Biden, which which should mean that he should win it real, real easy. But um, but who knows, though, the way that uh, that mentality works in the Democratic, progressive, communist uh uh, mindset, you know, but um, anyway, uh, and, and by the way, if you have a question about his voice, he has um, um, an ailment that uh, causes a kind of a paralyzing of the voice box. Okay, but uh, you should be able to understand him pretty clearly. Um, so anyway, let's listen to this and, um, and then go from there. Was what I found was, you know, I saw this event 201. Raise your hand if you know what Event 201 was. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Event 201 was a pandemic simulation, a coronavirus pandemic simulation that took place in October of 2019. Nobody had ever heard of coronavirus until January. So that's four, three months later. In October, we now know that coronavirus was already circulating in September, so the month before, in Wuhan. But nobody knew about it. And yet they had a coronavirus pandemic simulation in New York City, hosted by Bill Gates, and 
April Haynes, the deputy, former deputy director of the CIA who did all of the Guantanamo Bay cover-up. She is like the cover-up queen. And they do a simulation, and who else is there? George Gao, the head of Chinese CDC. Oh, who obviously knows the coronavirus is circulating. He is the world's coronavirus expert. He's also the head of the, of the CDC in China. And then they had all of the social media platforms were there, the big insurance companies, Johnson & Johnson, the big pharma companies, and they meet for two days. And they have four seminars, and each one is faking this, you know, coronavirus is spreading across the world. And they simulate, they don't say, okay, we got vitamin D to everybody, and we gotta make sure everybody gets exercise and gets out of their house and gets healthy and you know builds their immune system. And and you know, there's none of that. And zinc and you know, all the things. We gotta figure out early treatments, we gotta use the computer, the, the internet to connect all 15 million doctors, frontline doctors around the world so that we know when they treat people what's working, what's not, and, and we're constantly upgrading the protocols. That's what they should have been doing. That's not what they're doing. They were, they were working on ways to use the coronavirus pandemic as a pretense for clamping down totalitarian controls globally. And, you know, they talk about in some of these concentration camps and all of this stuff. But here, the, the last simulation on the fourth day, George Gao and Abel Haynes from the CIA are talking, they have a soliloquy about how do we clamp down to stop people from saying this came from a lab leak. So they're saying that. This is in October of 2019. And they say, well, we got to get the social media companies to censor them and deplatform them and all this. You can go on YouTube and watch this tonight. It's called Event 201, and this is the fourth section of it. Oh, and people knew about that, you know, who were looking at this like me. And uh, from almost the beginning, but then I started doing a deep dive when I was writing the book. And I found out that was not a one-off. And I describe in that book, I found about 20 of these that they had been doing since 2001. And they're all scripted by the CIA. And all of them include top-level officials like James Woolsey, the deputy director of the CIA, Taro Tool. All of them have senior CIA officials. Many of them have famous people who kind of give an imprimatur of legitimacy to what they're doing. Like Madeleine Albright or Tom Daschle or, you know, Bill Gates and a lot of them. Um, and Gro Brundtland from, uh, you know, from the WHO. People who are respected and all, and they, they end up drilling, each one of them is drilling the imposition of totalitarian controls. They're, collectively they have names like Dark Winter and Crimson uh, uh, Contagion and all these weird names, but collectively they're called Operation Lockstep. And they involved hundreds of thousands of people, public officials from little towns all over America, health officials from the state, police, firefighters, hospital systems, public utilities, and uh, FBI, CIA, uh, US Marshals in Canada, the United States, all over Europe, Australia, and China. 
We're all doing it together. Drilling, here's what we're gonna do when a pandemic comes. And a lot of these people, you can see, are surprised about what they're doing. But they're probably looking around and saying, well, everybody else thinks this is okay, so I guess this is what we do when the pandemic comes. So they got, they drilled people in doing something that was clearly contrary to their values. But it got them all teed up to do it and do it all at once and say, this is what you do when there's a pandemic. The first thing you do is you end freedom of speech and you start gutting the Constitution. There you go. End freedom of speech and gut the Constitution. Exactly what they did uh, during this whole thing the last two and a half, three years. And... Um, if we ever get any of it back, I, you know, remains to be seen, and and uh, hopefully we do. But uh, usually, when <clears throat> just like a tax, when they uh, implement a new tax, um, and they may even say it's only for a short term, but it never goes away. <clears throat> back in um, 1989 in California, we had an earthquake in in Loma Prieta, which was down by um, uh, Santa Cruz in that area. And nothing was ever done about that. Uh, and I mean, in the way of um, raising money to, to fix things. But, uh, but then they had an earthquake down in um, Southern California. And um, it wasn't as serious as the earthquake in Northern California, but it happened within a city. So it affected more people. And um, so right away, you know, so we're going to raise the sales tax up uh a quarter of a percent and what we make off of that we're going to use to build rebuild the infrastructure down in southern california that was destroyed by the earthquake that's going to be temporary it's not going to be very long well it never went away as a matter of fact they built more taxes on top of it so much so that you forgot about the original tax um and that's the way they do things anyway but um yeah so they uh they started Actually, it's all started at non 9-11. It started many years before that, uh, with little incremental steps, you know. Um, a little thing called Ruby Ridge and a little thing called Waco happened. And, yeah, it was terrible what happened. Um, a lot of people died that didn't need to die. and um, <clears throat> But it was kind of swept under the carpet because they were cult members, you know. And, uh, and a whole bunch of lies were told about them and everything else. And then... Then Oklahoma City happened, and because that happened to the government, it was kind of payback. Um, it was made a big deal out of. And then there, there was the um, <clears throat> the mock bombing at the um, World Trade Center back in the 90s, uh, down in the basement where the truck exploded. And uh, it did minimal damage, but still it was a dry run. And then 9-11 happened, and that's when they started, when they really took away a lot of our freedoms and... Uh, it started replacing them in the name of security, okay? And um, and all these things were done um, on a temporary basis, but they uh, they didn't turn out to be that way, okay? Um, and, they're, and they're still haunting us today. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, so what happened uh, with the Vent Tool 1 is um, you, you heard from him and what I said before that, and... Um, <clears throat> And I have no doubt that there's there's events like this going on all around the world um, for the next thing that's going to come along. Okay, uh, these things are often called think tanks, and um, 
but think tanks are always um, are always implemented. They're they're more like um, uh, brainwashing, <laughs> um, and, and basically that's what they are. Well, anyway, um, <clears throat> I want to play this um, this short video about turbo cancer, and it'll build up to what we're going to watch. The last video we're going to watch, and then we'll. Um, We'll talk a little bit and then uh, then say goodnight. So here's uh, the next video. If it wasn't just for you know myocarditis or strokes or so on, well, what we're seeing is also that people are starting to talk about the cancers which are appearing. Uh, doctors are seeing them, and also the the number of um, of cases of cancer which you know are much advanced when they're first recognized, and also they have distant uh, spread. It's quite remarkable. Uh, Charles, are you seeing something like this in your practice? Yeah. I, in fact, I wanted to talk about one of my own patients. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. As a, as a family doctor, um, over the years, you know, a small percentage of the new cancer diagnoses would, would unfortunately be stage four at first diagnosis. But in my practice now, it's approximately two-thirds of all cancer diagnoses since the VAX rollout um, are stage four. And so, you know, pathologists um, around the world have noticed this, that unfortunately now, the people who had previous cancers who were, which were in remission um, are flaring up since their shots because of the damage to their immune system by the COVID shots. But new cancers being diagnosed, the tumors are bigger than ever. They, they seem to grow very aggressively, spread very aggressively, and um, be very resistant to treatment. So this has been nicknamed turbo cancer. Turbo cancer. Um, I don't know if you've ever driven a car with a turbo. Um, I had a diesel truck that had a turbo on it. With a diesel without a turbo is um, kind of gutless. <laughs> They have a lot of torque and they can do a lot of work, but um, if you want to get on the freeway pretty quick, they don't really respond that well. Um, but um, you put a turbo on a diesel, man, and it turns into a, a race trip, race vehicle. So much so that if you put chips on, a special chips, um, you know, you can you can actually blow an engine apart. It makes it so powerful. But um, in, in even in uh, turbocharged cars and stuff, it's it's a mark. Uh, it accelerates it. It um, makes it more powerful, it, it, and that's what they're talking about with this turbo cancer. You know, normally cancers they take off and they take a while to build up, and before they um, they quench the life of their uh, their victims if they do. And um, <clears throat> but they're noticing. What did he say? Two thirds of the cancer that is diagnosed now is stage four. That's ridiculous. That's that's a cancer that's metastasized. That's almost a hopeless cancer, you know, depending on which cancer it is. But um, stage four, my goodness, it's it's gone to all parts of the body, and um, you know, it, it's gone to maybe the liver or the kidneys or or um, the pancreas. That's another favorite spot cancer likes to go to, or the bone, and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so the, the very fact of using the words turbo cancer is, is not a good thing. And um, it's all because of Bill Gates and his uh, the CDC and the uh, World Health Organization and, and the likes of all those satanic groups and people that, um, that want to take out humanity. And um, I don't like to give credit in, in this case where credit's due, but they're doing a pretty good job of it. So... 
but they're they answer to uh, one person or one person alone, and uh, that being the devil or Satan. And um, I guess right now he's pretty proud of them, but uh, he just uses people like that until he doesn't need them anymore, and then. Uh, they're not as important as they were before. So, okay, so let's watch this last video. Um, this doctor talks a lot about this. He kind of explains um, how cancer works, um, how um, how the, sh the shot works, and what it does, and, and how it makes things ineffective, how it how it um, corrupts the DNA and, and things like that. And we're talking the uh, mRNA shots, by the way. Okay, so here we go. Dr. Ryan Cole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here with you. So, Dr. Cole is a pathologist. He is a doctor's doctor who helps come up with diagnoses for other healthcare providers examining bodies and body tissues. Dr. Cole, in your uh, opinion, you have been looking at the vaccines. What is the greatest threat? What is the greatest harm that you're seeing coming from this? Because you've been sharing some alarming data. Uh, becoming known as, as America's heartthrob at the same time. Uh, what would you say is the thing that is most concerning to, to people? The most concerning thing is that we're continuing on doing something that doesn't work for something that doesn't exist. So the, the shots have not, never been reformulated. They were made to cover Wuhan. Wuhan is gone. Omicron's here. The shots are now all risk, no benefit. This is a modality we've never used on humanity before, a lipid nanoparticle with a gene sequence in it. This is technically a gene-based product. It is not a traditional vaccine. Traditionally, vaccines, even against coronavirus, has never worked. What we're seeing with this are severe adverse reactions. Everybody hears about myocarditis. What they don't hear is that a lipid nanoparticle plus a modified gene sequence is a nuclear bomb. It's not just that this COVID shot is dangerous for people. It's this platform of lipid nanoparticle plus gene sequence has never been proven before. And what we're finding is immune suppression. We're finding increase in cancer rates because of that immune suppression. We're finding reactivation of viruses because of that immune suppression. And I, I won't get into all the detailed mechanisms of why. I've studied this. We're seeing deaths from this shot at a rate uh, a higher than any medical product ever used on humanity before. None of these are approved. We are literally doing the largest experiment on humanity ever done, not knowing the long-term outcomes. We only have a year and a half's data, and we have in the VAERS system 30,000 deaths, well over a million adverse reactions. We know that that system highly underreports. In the Eurovigilance data, we have millions of adverse reactions. We have countless, countless deaths from around the world. And in addition to that, we have all-cause death higher now in those who have received these shots than those who didn't. So we know there are very bad signals from this experimental therapy. And in addition to that, we know that this gene sequence, normally a message or messenger RNA in our body, you're making messages right now, I am, we're making proteins all day long. That message goes away in a minute or two, or sometimes an hour or two if you need to make more protein. What's happening with this, it's persisting in the body. Studies out of Stanford show it's persisting at least 60 days. You mentioned my colleague, Dr. Burkhardt in Germany. In his studies, he found that spike still being deposited in blood vessel walls 120 days later. 
This is a dangerous product with no track record, being used willy-nilly on humanity for a virus that no longer exists, that does nothing but cause increased disease in those who now get additional series of these shots. So that's a long-winded answer, but those are all big concerns I have. What are some of the greatest harms that you're seeing in terms of pathology? Uh, the greatest harms are really across the board. Um, that lipid nanoparticle is like garlic. Once you stick it in the arm, it goes anywhere in the body, so it can damage the brain. Lipid nanoparticles were originally designed to take chemotherapy or potential gene agents to the brain. Where do you want, not want a toxin replicating itself? In your brain. So neurologic damage seems to be the highest one that we don't hear about in the news. Everybody hears about heart damage. My biggest concern is what we are persistently, chronically doing to induce permanent organ damage in people that may never get that back. The children are putting this needle with this gene in their arm. It's nothing short of child abuse anywhere in the world. Wrong shot, wrong protein, wrong virus. With a lipid nanoparticle that we don't know where it's going to land, we do know it goes to their ovaries. We do know that these kids most have had COVID. You never give a vaccine to someone who's recovered from a disease. Scientifically illogical. So brain, heart, any organ, don't touch the children, it's abuse. Now, there's a substance, there's an ingredient in there. Called polyethylene glycol 2000. Right, which has been meant and created to evade the body's own immune system. Correct. But about 70 to 80% of people already have an antibody against polyethylene glycol. So when you hear of individuals dying immediately after their shot, it's because they're already pre-primed with an allergy to polyethylene glycol. So again, there, there are particles in these lipids that if you, if you read the data from Acuitas in Canada that makes the majority of the world's lipid nanoparticles, they indicate clearly not for human use for research only. And meanwhile, they're using them on billions of people around the world. What's scary is I think a lot of people realize that the spike protein is causing harm but also the lipid nanoparticle is both. something that, yeah, and now it's both factors. And what are you seeing with the spike protein in terms of how it's affecting the immune system and people's health? Sure, the spike protein gets into your very important immune cells, your T cells. Studies out of Sweden showed that it gets in there and inhibits the ability for DNA repair. And that leaves two pathways in the cell, either self-destruction, apoptosis, or mutation. We're seeing an increase of leukemias and blood cancers after the rollout of these shots. The spike protein gets into mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of your cell and neural tissues. And when that happens, now your cells can't breathe properly and can't make appropriate membranes for themselves, can't make appropriate proteins, can't breathe properly, which means these cells are equivalent to the respiratory effect of a brain tumor. So we know it's damaging those as well. That spike protein can get into um, your liver cells as well. 
we know that the sequence itself can reverse transcribe in vitro studies, can reverse transcribe and become part of your DNA. If it can do it in the liver, it can do it in any part of your body. We don't have the studies to prove that yet because nobody's funding them. That spike protein induces the same inflammation in the heart, in the lungs, in the kidneys, in the liver, in the bone marrow that the disease itself was causing. And now we're giving a sequence to make individuals' bodies a spike protein toxin factory. Now any cell that makes that spike now becomes a target of your own immune system. Now your natural killer cells come in to destroy your own cells. The spike is the toxin and we made a shot that makes your body the toxin factory. It's incredible to think about the fact that the spike is the toxin. The virus, we also believe, touched by the hand of man, is also a toxin. Yes. Based on the, the problem and the solution, both manufactured, uh, we're looking at chilling dark times for humanity. It's incredible to walk around here in Bath and have this collection of amazing experts, these brilliant minds come together. Meanwhile, the people outside are asleep to what's actually happening, going on about uh, their business here in Bath, taking pictures. You know, when you think about that, what what goes through your mind when you see all these people still asleep to what's actually happening? Well, the irony of the word bath, you know, that induces the thought of cleanliness, nice bath. The most washed part of the body in the last year is not the hands, it's been the brain. So much brainwashing and censorship has really inhibited the amount of truth that people can get. Most people, if they knew these things I'm sharing with you about these side effects, my sin in the media has been just like Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, and, and other colleagues, Dr. Van den Bosch, as we were prescient. We saw the sin happening before it occurred. We knew all these bad effects were potential, and now they're proven. The problem is, even wanting to be a voice of warning, were suppressed and censored. And so I, I'm grateful a lot of people are fine, for now. That they now have a bad antibody that can be their enemy in the future. I'm hoping the things that Garrett and I have predicted don't come true. Um, but at the same time, not sharing truth with the people is a bad thing. I, I say, where do you earn trust in life? Very simple. Truth plus transparency equals trust. And if you're not truthful and transparent, then there is no reason to trust, be it a government, be it a health agency, be it a business, be it a family member, etc. It, it's a very simple principle in life. The people haven't been given the truth. The companies absolutely haven't been transparent. The governments haven't been transparent. Do they earn your trust? No. But this is to the detriment of the health of humanity. That's the problem. So we know about antibody-dependent enhancement. It's been studied for decades. Oh, yes. The, the vaccines act as a Trojan horse to the vaccinees who went exposed to the wild virus. They actually suffer more severe disease. We know about the censorship. How do we go about disarming people from the, the truth about the vaccines? I mean, one great speaker yesterday said that most vaccinated patients do not want to hear about the side effects because they don't want to know what, that they're a ticking time bomb inside. Well, and again, this goes to truth and transparency. And I, I don't mean to be an alarmist voice in any way, shape, or form. I, I mean to be an informative, truthful voice. So if you got one shot, I'm not here to judge you. If you got two shots, I'm not here to judge you. If you got three shots, I hope you're going to be okay. 
But I'm definitely here to say don't get another one because getting another one is only putting your body at higher risk. It's very dose dependent. And, and nobody wants to admit that they did something wrong. Most people did it thinking that they were doing something that was going to be beneficial. They were unfortunately lied to in the process by these government agencies and these healthcare agencies and these companies that have paid the largest criminal medical fines in history. And we allowed the criminal to be the product maker. It's like saying, hey, I know you're in prison for abusing children, but why don't you babysit my children? It doesn't make any sense what we allowed. We know that all of the regulatory processes were corrupted. Again, it's nobody's fault that they got pushed here, per se. It's a big systems problem. It's a big media problem. It's a big lobby problem. It's a big pharma problem. It's a big government problem. And you heard big there, big, big, big. What matters is the individual. And we have neglected through apathy the individual. And we need to bring that focus back to individual rights, individual freedoms, bodily autonomy. And we need to bring these people in. Look, are there things we can do to help them to, if along comes another big bad wolf coronavirus, we need to have that ability to get the word out to them, look, here's some things you can do to avert the severe outcomes. Because if they do come, they could come quickly. And Again, not alarmist. I'm just being scientific. You're being scientific. You're being factual. I, we know that all the regulatory agencies have been captured by big pharma, uh, the academic institutions. Knowing that, um, we are seeing that Pfizer data that was, you know, Pfizer had suppressed uh, or pressed the FDA to, to hide that data for 75 years, but now it's coming out. The troves are coming out. The avalanche of evidence against them is coming out. What is some of the alarming data that you're finding out about now with infants and pregnant women? Yeah, well, it was never safe in pregnancy. You, you never use an experimental therapy modality on women until proven safe. The rollout and this whole propagandistic lie of, oh, it's safe and effective, you know, we're not seeing anything, these are not the droids you're looking for, never mind the increase in miscarriages, never mind intrauterine fetal demise at higher rates than we've ever seen, never mind uh, fetal malformations happening now, never mind the gal that came up to me in the last conference, they made my sister get the shot in the second trimester, her baby was born without adrenal function and is blind, and I hear this left and right now, and never mind that there are nursing babies that have died from hemorrhage from nursing right after the mom got a shot and was making this spike. She got into the breast milk, got into the baby, and the baby hemorrhaged and died. So never mind the fact that these are not, preg uh, not safe in pregnancy. Never mind that we don't know that that spike's not going in and causing organ damage to the fetus, because it is. You know, as the data comes out, these were never safe in pregnancy and never will be, because this platform is a nuclear bomb. I'll go back to that. A lipid nanoparticle plus a gene is not a safe product. And, and to your point, these agencies bypassed all their own rules. These were approved as a vaccine based on old vaccine technology. These are a gene product. The FDA in the United States and other countries didn't apply gene product requirements. 
mutagenicity, reproductive toxicity, dose dependency, um, long-term outcomes. There are only four approved gene products by the US FDA, only four, and it took years for those to make it to market. And they're used in very small co cohorts for very specific focus disease. With these products, it's a gene. It's a gene product. Those criteria and those follow-up studies were not required. And we are paying the price as a human society that nobody should have to pay for the sins of corrupt bureaucrats and avaricious pharmaceuticals. 100%, you know, safe and effective is a marketing slogan. It should not be taken at face value. It's a lie. It violates federal, U.S. federal law, truth in advertising. And the state of Kansas legislature said, no, you will pull those ads from the media because it's a lie. So some politicians are waking up to the lie. It's not safe and effective. That's, that's Orwellian. That's prop, nothing short of propaganda. Nothing safe, nothing effective about these. Even, even when they first came out and said 95% effective, yes. No, that was relative reduction, not absolute risk reduction. It took 120 people to get two shots for one person to have one less symptom. The snow job on humanity has been incredible. With, you know, many say uh, one of the lead orchestrators, of course, is, I like to call him Nostradamus now, Bill Gates, his ability to predict the future. You know, in 20, I believe, 19, he came out with CEPI, where he specifically stated, we will be coming out with a program where we had $461 million, he announced this at Davos, at the World Economic Forum, in donations already, to fund a project to help us bypass, effectively, the regulatory process, and in predict warp speed uh, genetic vaccines coming out. It's incredible uh, this guy's ability to soothsay. Well, when you get a 20 to 1 return on investment from your vaccine investments. Our foundation uh, is a bit more than 10 billion, uh, but we feel there's been over a 20 to 1 return. And the Bill and, Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a money-making foundation. Um, in the name of a, a foundation or a charitable activity. No, it's a money-making operation that has way too much influence on supposed world health, but if it were about world health, he wouldn't be killing young women in India with vaccine trials, and wouldn't be killing children in Africa with vaccine trials, and he wouldn't be killing America's children and Canada's children with the lipid nanoparticle vaccine. And if you look at Fauci, who sat on the on the foundation's board before with Gates, and at the Milken Institute in 2017, Rick Bright and Fauci were like, well, gosh, if we had a pandemic, we could go ahead and emergency authorized this new mRNA technology, knowing that Moderna was zero for eight to go into bat. They had never made a hit. They'd never got a product to market before, ever, because the technology isn't ready for humanity. Like I keep saying, it's not. And so Fauci knew it wasn't going to work. Well, what the heck, let's just try it on humanity, see what happens. Reuben, editor of New England Journal of Medicine. Well, we should just roll it out on the children. You never know what's going to happen until we try it. That's not how you do medicine. These are criminal activities that are being perpetrated upon humanity, all in the name of supposed health. Health and wellness doesn't come from a needle or a pill or a bottle. Health and wellness comes from actually teaching principles of health and wellness. 
our public health agencies have been an abject failure. Abject failure. They're not public health agencies. No, they are subsidiaries of the pharmaceutical corporations, yes, as Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said uh, in that great book, The Real Anthony Fauci, which should be required reading for every person on the face of this earth. Yeah, Atlas Shrugged, 1984, and Bobby Kennedy's book. That should be the three books everybody <laughs> reads this year. Um, so during your speeches, uh, one of your speeches, you spoke of something that's really important for people who are awake and trying to help other people come to the uh, realization that this is basically a criminal racketeering operation that's happening, that's being perpetrated on humanity. And you said, you know, look for the songbird. Can you talk about that again? Because I think it's so important about how people look at other people with compassion mm -hmm. uh, to be able to move forward in this. Okay, yeah. So in, in all my dire warnings here, um, one of one of the panel members said, well, this is somber. And I said, no, it's somber, but we can be songbirds. Don't give up hope. The best doctor you'll ever meet is in front of you, and it's not me, it's you. You know what you need for your health. You know what's good for your body, you know what's not. It's time for us to take the initiative to take back the power from the systems and bring back the power to the individual. And that's really constitutionally what most of our nations stand for. The government works for us. We're not their subjects. They work for us. We pay their salary. It behooves us to take back the power and be strong, be hopeful, be optimistic, and don't live a life of dependency, live a life of independence. And take back what's yours. Included in that that great uh, advice there, it would be something that Dr. Mark Trazi said yesterday that uh, still stands out in my mind. If your doctor is not being investigated or has not already been suspended, run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably sadly true at this point. Um, yeah, those who are trying to tell the truth are being attacked. And again, it goes back to whoever's being attacked is probably telling you something that's very good for you. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be censored. What would you say to the doctors who know what's going on, but are, you know, they're being held by their financial uh, golden handcuffs? What do you say to them? I'd say I'm not here to cast aspersions or blame. You're my colleague. Be brave. Join us. Fantastic. Any last words of, um, of hope and positive messages that you can share from what you've seen here in Bath at the Better Way Conference? Yeah, great people, uh, great hearts. At the end of all of this, you know, how, how do we go forward? And, you know, to my colleagues, join us. Be brave. To people of the world, take back your independence. And don't give up hope. Live a life of integrity, like Dr. Malone says. Come back together in community. Allow each other human dignity. And the thing I, I, I often say, and I, I think we really need to get back to Earth, E-A-R-T-H, without art, is just eh. <laughs> Let's get back to art. Let's get back to music. Let's be get back to community. Let's get back to being human again. Let's not live in a pandemic of fear. Let's not live in anxiety. Let's not live in disconnection. Community, connection, joy. Laughter is the best medicine. Let's get back to humor. Let's get back to caring about each other. Let's get back to 
being just a, a beautiful human family. And the way we do that isn't through fear. It's through connection. It's through love. It's through being actively engaged. It's through helping where help is needed. It's living a life of gratitude. And it's not living life on a screen and being apathetic. It's being engaged daily in something purposeful. And you look where there's a need in the world and you do something about it. And you don't wait for someone else to do it. So that would be my message. Dr. Paul, thank you so much for your words of wisdom, your expertise that you're sharing and informing the world with to help us fight for humanity, our rights and justice, and especially our freedoms. Thank you again so much. It's an honor. Thank you. If you find your content valuable, then please help us stay online. Donate by texting 243-514, scanning the QR code, or click. Well, that was pretty interesting, huh, folks? Got a lot of a lot of brain food there, a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to rum, ruminate on, to run through our brains, and to, to um, a lot of advice to take. I did get a kick out of the fact that he said Bobby Kennedy book, Bobby Kennedy's book, um, Atlas Shrugs and um, 1984 should be the three required readings for this year. Um, yeah, very much so. Strange New World would be another one. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, so there you have it, folks. Um, this thing is uh, not over. It's not going to be over for a long time. Um, let's be um, kind-hearted to those who... Um, took the jab and didn't know what they were doing when they took it, took it for reasons that were altruistic. And um, let's just uh, learn to love one another. Okay. So with that having been said, I'm going to go ahead and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I pray this. Amen and amen. Folks, see you on Thursday night with Brian. Have a great week, folks. Bye.